0: Back to Lensense and Lilia left. Where did she go? We were just connected and I was doing our intro and she just <laughs> vanished. I think, I think it was your dancing that kicked you off.
1: I'm like, I have full Wi Fi, nobody else is here streaming on the Wi Fi, so I'm just confused why that. Disconnected, but my phone was that's like, "That's okay." Oh, it made no, a really funny error.
0: Back. So this is lincense I am Seth Powell. This is uh Lilia Wall. Well, no, not Walsh. Sorry, that's like I'm skipping back five years. Um, I mean,
1: if we're talking Moreno,
0: <laughs> do I need to say it? Do I need to say Moreno or Moreno?
1: Just say the way it's supposed to be said, Moreno.
0: <laughs> Moreno. Okay. Yeah, uh, but in your case, Morena.
1: Um, <laughs> changed my last name legally <laughs>
0: Wow, you are a—I didn't know you were feminist, Lilia.
1: Deviant. feminism. Do you know how much you have to do to when you change you your? You are a face? strong,
0: independent woman <laughs> who is not defined by no man.
1: Oh, my Facebook says Moreno. All my f- social media. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you're just a liar then. You just let everybody know that.
1: <laughs> oh, my husband doesn't watch and listen to this. <laughs> Sorry, babe. So <I> love you. <laughs> anyway. So
0: we, there's a burning question that I'm sure anybody who has listened to us in the past has, and that is, where have we been the past year? <laughs>
1: I don't know why my immediate response is laughing, but.
0: It's yeah okay. that's probably a good question <laughs> I mean, but for real so i I'll just tell my part so i I needed like a mental and an emotional sabbatical. I was finishing up school, finishing licensing stuff um I mean,
1: was it a sabbatical <laughs> what that was not a sabbatical that was like a journey
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah
1: I guess so. he was it was on his a life journey. journey. <laughs> you need a real sabbatical soon
0: yes I do but like not for too long because I get bored <laughs> I need like like just a day
1: that <laughs> her, her husband has ADHD and when they go on cruises all they do is stuff they like specifically go on excursions and I'm like I just like Chilling by the beach. <laughs> I but, don't because I don't like standing really.
0: in my on my legs.
1: <laughs> that, that's my favorite part is standing on my toes.
0: <laughs> no, because then it moves up your legs into other places. Not a it's fan. Like of
1: Shower sand. later.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but it's cold water, and then I'm like shivering. All and... right,
1: back to your life journey. <laughs> Sorry,
0: okay. I so I, have, I was doing a lot and family and all of that and just needed some time to myself which is which is fine I commend people who do that um Lilia um she was just being lazy the past year so
1: yeah (laughs) I was just being lazy
0: no I think Lilia was mostly following my my lead because she kept sending me when are we gonna record when are we gonna (laughs) like I don't know no I was
1: checking on you are you still okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: um, making sure we're you're were breathing yeah what
1: <laughs> I said I was just checking on you
0: <laughs> did you say make sure I was what
1: breathing
0: oh I thought oh, you br- said something else Mm-mm.
1: breathing anyways uh, we're breathing. back Breathing. <laughs> 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 that would be really inappropriate <laughs> I, I
0: didn't look I didn't go there I just Saying what I thought I heard.
1: <laughs> anyway, we're back.
0: Yeah, we're back. And one of the coolest things about our dialogue is that Lily is an adoptee, and I am an adopter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. No, but it's. It's good. So I don't mean to say it that way. I'm not like a a lifelong doctor. That's not my my job.
1: That's just the goal in life. (laughs) When you're done adopting, that's the burning question everybody's
0: wondering. You know, (laughs) I lean towards yes, but you never know. You know, I have a soft spot in my heart for just about anybody. <laughs> um, I think yeah. probably we won't adopt again, but I th- I feel like we will probably foster and look for ways we can support birth families. Um, I, I really that. like how some new, um, there's a couple of new programs, new organizations and stuff out now that are like kind of pushing for family adoption or family fostering. And so instead of like the foster kid going into someone's home, like, the mom and the kids go into someone's home so that they can Mm -hmm. like kind of, you know, model and teach and support and that kind of thing. Um, So at some point I probably would love to be involved in that, but my kids, I have five or four teenagers and one young adult and they stress me out. I don't have the emotional energy right now (laughs) to help anybody else. I'm um, busy doing that, but, but yeah, maybe. Never say never. That's what Bieber said, right?
1: <laughs> I was th- singing that song in my head.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, some of my downtime, I've been like TikToking when I should be sleeping. Lily, do you scroll TikTok?
1: No, I scroll the, the reels <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> which um... are TikToks essentially. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're just, they're like TikToks like eight months after they were famous. No,
1: they're really? like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. I'm like eight yeah. months later once all
0: Yeah, every once in a while I'm scrolling reels and I'll show like my son. He's like, I saw that on TikTok last year.
1: It's fun. That's so funny.
0: Cruz. He never laughs at my <laughs> funny things I find. <laughs> but anyway, I came across... A couple of adoptees and i wanted to uh, read some comments on some of the videos and, and get your take as an adoptee
1: okay let's hear it
0: all right let's see let me find this one um Sorry, I had something pulled up and then it went away.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Here we go. Okay. So this person says, so this adoptee is basically talking about um, the frustrations that come with the emotional processing of everything that happened in your life as you become an adult and begin to like, mm-hmm. you know, cognitively and, and rationally think through your history and your origin yeah. and all of that. And, um, and so she shares a lot of things about the difficulties of that, the pain, um, her frustrations, her, the things that were offensive to her, the things that hurt her feelings. And um, she sometimes gets a lot of flack. Um, and this person says, um, you need to leave other families alone. I don't know your truth and you don't know their truth um, try being positive. Now I thought it was interesting comment because this particular influencer, (laughs) TikToker, um, has very positive, you know, um, videos, but every once in a while is, is sharing, you know, um, her experience and that, that's, that's valid, a valid thing to do. Um, what are your thoughts about, um, your truth versus their truth. So people who say that adoptees who have, who are kind of processing the, the trauma and, um, difficult experiences of being adopted, um, that are processing that, you know, externally and expressing those, those things and kind of being a a voice for those who feel like they're the only one, um, with people saying that that's, that that's rare and that most adoptees are, Are happy and that the the your truth versus their truth that whole idea what are are your thoughts on that
1: well well first of all no adoption story is the same you might have like similar situations but like nobody can take your experience and speak for you so I feel very strongly about this (laughs) like you're basically telling somebody they're not allowed to have their own perspective um and you're also generalizing other people's perspectives simultaneously in that comment you know like there's going to be people who are just positive about their adoption but that doesn't mean they didn't at some point question things or have any kind of negative emotion thinking about their experience as an adoptee um you know like uh for instance, my brother and I both were adopted at birth, but our experiences are so different like, very different. Um, in the way that we kind of navigated life, very different. Like, I kind of idolized my mom, and I'm sure my brother did it once too, but like, he kind of struggled in his own situation i'm not going to touch, touch you know that's his personal business but mm-hmm. basically he was on his own but i meanwhile, i'm over here like oh my mom like saved our lives and <laughs> i'm doing everything i can to like make sure she knows that i'm grateful and that like i love mm-hmm. her um so you know like i would never tell my brother like hey you shouldn't feel bad about why you were adopted you know because you were he technically his life was literally saved by my mom but you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i i can't tell him that like he's that's his experience not at all mine (laughs) um if he comes to that conclusion himself that's great but if he feels like negative in whatever way because Mm -hmm. of his story versus my story Like, that's not for me to dictate. So I would feel horrible if, especially if it's an adoptive parent saying things like this, that really Mm -hmm. frustrates me. Like, that's the whole reason why you see a lot of adoptees online, hashtagging, you know, adoptee voices, um, Mm -hmm. because often they're suppressed because adoption, whether we like to admit it or not, is an industry. And it really hurts an in industry when there's negative voices from mm-hmm. what children who were adopted and now are grown up, and it just looks really bad. Um, for anybody who's prospectively wanting to adopt or trying to help an adoption happen. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, I could go on. <laughs> along,
0: yeah, I know. Going along that line, though, there's another comment here. Um basically commenting on one of her videos about um, her frustrations with the process. And, and in this particular video, she talks about trauma and the trauma that's associated with adoption. And this person who's an adoptive parent um, commented their frustration and said, "Um, I understand that every person has a positive experience, but it is also not all traumatic for everyone. How would you respond to that?
1: (laughs) Um, I would say on a scientifical scientifical. That's not a word. On a scientific level, and uh, what so scholarly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've taken childhood development <laughs> ever in your life for whatever reason, um, no. Like, I would say perhaps if. An adoptee hasn't experienced tr- experienced I'm quoting experienced trauma. They haven't realized it yet. Mm-hmm. And I say that because on a physical level, you've been inside of the womb for nine, ten months, mm-hmm. and then you're used to your mother's heartbeat. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that she would do around the house or, you know, just her daily life. And then you're separated from that, like everything that you knew. And I know some people don't view gestation as part of life, but it really is. And it does affect you in your, um, throughout your life, not just your early Mm -hmm. years, but definitely throughout your life. Um, So, like, there is an actual yeah. There's yeah. There's a chemistry, like you said. There is there are studies, but there's like a, this chemistry that's broken, and it's mm-hmm. traumatic. And um, I would say like yeah, like I started out with. I I think if a, an adoptee feels like they haven't had a traumatic experience, it, it's not necessarily gonna be the same for them. Like it, it mm-hmm. like it is for others. Yeah, like, I think it's the great thing that is you're to not <laughs> define
0: what trauma is, you know, everybody thinks that that trauma is this, you know, you know, getting raped, that's trauma, obviously it is, but they think that trauma is a specific, horrible event that you remember. And so the because they think that that's what trauma is, there's this idea floating that. Um, a, if you're adopted as a baby, you're not going to have trauma because you're not going to have any of these memories and you're not going to remember any of this stuff. And that's really not true. Um, you know, talking about the studies, yeah. and things, you know, infants recognize their, their mother's voice. Um, they don't build attachment yet because at that early stage, it's only about getting the needs met. But when that attachment starts to build, they recognize the loss. So even if you put somebody else and that baby's attaching to them, they're going to recognize that loss subconsciously. They're going to recognize it, um, you know, back in the in the back of their being, not in their conscious mind. And so I think it's important, one of the things that I talk to talk about with uh, my adoptive parent clients and families is that all adoption includes trauma. There is no adoption scenario that is not going to include trauma. Um, and that's important to understand because of that loss yeah. um, that occurs there. Um, another comment here um, says um, adoptees have it better in a lot of cases because their parents are screened. Um, do you have any comments about <laughs> that?
1: I would just say please look up adoptee voices <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's like way too many <laughs> horrible adoptions and I I laugh because it, it's just funny to think that you would like somebody would generalize another experience again it goes back to like mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know what somebody's gone through like you, just because you have assumptions doesn't mean they're true um i would just ask don't be afraid i i think most well i don't want to speak for i don't want (laughs) to i would say for me i would rather be asked all the questions and you don't have to say oh sorry if this is offensive like just ask me the question i i will love to share my experience as an adoptee and i hopefully that would be the same for any other adoptee you might meet
0: (laughs) yeah so as an As an adoptive parent who's gone through the the screening process uh, multiple times, um, I will say that, you know, you can't, one, you can never know what's in someone's mind. You can only look at the outward behavior. Um, Mm -hmm. When you apply for a job and it asks for, you know, references, no one's going to, in their right mind, is going to put a reference down who's going to give them a bad reference. Um, No one's going to write... A reference on their adoption application of someone who's going to, you know, say anything negative about their family. Um, in fact, they'll, you know, ask their references, most cases just, you know, and they're going to even sometimes they don't even know the family that well. They're just, you know, an acquaintance that um, they just knew. And this person, oh, they're a great family. And, you know, they say these comments based on assumptions. So one References as part of the the issue background checks, um, the number of people who are found to um, have you know done something inappropriate with a child, whether it be sexual abuse, physical abuse, um, neglect, whatever, um, I mean there's always a first a first offense. There's always the first time they're caught. Um, and generally, when there is a first time they're caught, they find a, a, a series of those types of behaviors, but they just never were documented. So, as far as a background and check and everything, that doesn't that doesn't you know seal the deal to protect the child. Um, you get a social worker in who's doing a home study, who walks to the house and interviews the whole family. Um, the social worker is probably got lots of families, and they'll do their job as best they can. But most in most cases, they're not psychologists. They're not performing a psychological assessment on the actual person. They're just looking at the environment. Is the environment safe? Do these people seem reasonable? Do they have income? Um, do they you know, are there kids in the home and do the kids have any complaints? Um, a lot of times the issue with adopted kids being, you know, going through abuse is because they're adopted and they're not the, the bio kids that are already in the home. Um, and so you have all of these different parts, these different factors that you have to put in the context for the screening process. Does that mean that we shouldn't screen? Obviously, no, we should screen as much as we can. But I think further than the screening process is the training process. And I think that's where the breakdown is in adoption as a culture is that there's, we do all this screening. We, we did an international adoption and my wife and I both had to go to do this psychological evaluation um, that wasn't required for other, other programs, other countries and um, it's not required for domestic adoptions and everything. But um, we had to do this psychological evaluation and it was separate and it was, you know, it was fine that they get a, you know, a, a kind of a personality assessment or whatever idea of how, who we were as people, um, in the file. But I know other families that are adopting from the same country that have done that and they're having to constantly update or revise this thing because it doesn't fit the standards that they want. Well, what they do is they go, you're paying the psychologist to, to, you know, sign off on this and they're, you know, most psychologists are not going to, I mean, let me, let me take a step back. Ethics code would make them do the right thing. However, okay. people are fallible people. And I think that in a lot of situations, that uh, three-day assessment that they have to do is not going to give as much detail. Uh, as a therapist, when I do an assessment with with a client and I'm trying to do a personality profile or whatever to look to see if there's any you know concerns for any diagnosis that we may need to look at, um, it's not just... An assessment. It's not just you know three days of conversation. It's a series of sessions. It's a history taking. It's looking at all of this information and watching as the client begins to reveal themselves, session by session. And so there, the issue is not the screening process for me. Um, just in my thoughts for this, my what I've seen over and over and over again because I've I have clients who. They have, you know, tried to rehome their kids. They've tried to dissolve their adoption. They have sent their kids to live in residential facilities. There was one family that sent their, their, their kids um, to another country. And um, there's another family, their kids ran away and they're just, you know, okay. Um, now in the runaway situation, the kid was, you know, just older and, and they, there wasn't much they could do, but the. The things that I'm hearing, the things that I'm seeing really comes down to are these families equipped, trained and educated enough to deal with the behaviors that you see in adoption? Sorry, that's my soapbox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we really don't know.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so um, I think it comes down to the training. Um is the most, you know, difficult piece of the, the puzzle. All right, Lilia. What? <laughs> Your turn. I was talking a lot. Everyone wants we to hear <laughs> the adoptee here. voice? We need more adopt. <laughs> you just said look up adoptee voices, and we're just letting the adopter speak.
1: What I thought, and you then you told me what you thought.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean I already answered the question. I can repeat myself. <laughs> no, that's okay. <sighs> oh, Lilia, it's interesting our responses.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. See, well, we have different perspectives. <laughs> I get lost. You're frozen. Are you still there? I'm still here.
1: Okay. Maybe it's just the video. <laughs> Sometimes you freeze. Oh no, I'm yawning.
0: Well, that's not entertaining at all.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so yawning. I just drank my coffee. <laughs>
0: I know, and I didn't get my coffee this morning.
1: I don't drink coffee every day. I don't want to be dependent on caffeine.
0: Well, I'm not dependent on it. I just need it to survive.
1: <laughs> I'm tired. Stop with that right now. <laughs> That was
0: funny, though. Um. So, Lily, is there anything that you want to share? Um,
1: About life? About life? Besides the
0: fact that you're lying about your last name? (laughs)
1: Um, Well, staying on the topic of adoption... (laughs) uh, yeah, I suppose. Um, I mean, you don't have to share recent... anything you
0: won't do. We can just sit and stare at each other.
1: No, no, no. I think it's important to share. Um, okay. I, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how much I want to share because what if like somebody listens yeah, to true. this? You know what I mean? But yeah. at the same time, at the same don't time, don't tell about like... all
0: your illegal activity. <laughs>
1: no seriously though at the same time i have a right to share my side of things <laughs> oh this is kind of circling back to what you started off with <laughs> but this is not to do with uh like my biological family it's <laughs> actually to do okay. with my adoption family so okay <laughs> um, yeah, I I shared a little bit on social media about wanting to find my birth father, <laughs> and my mom randomly calls me out of the blue, and I'm having dinner with my in-laws, so, but it's my mom, so I answer, and um, she's just like, hey, I just heard that you're really struggling, you're trying to find your birth father, why didn't you just come to me first? And she was really concerned and upset, and I'm like what? <laughs> We've already, I've already had this conversation with you years ago. I know that you would help me find him, but like my sisters literally know who he is. So I don't need to figure out how to find him. <laughs> it was just, do I want to? Cause then I might mm-hmm. be opening up this can of worms because perhaps none of them know I exist and I'd be kind of, maybe starting drama with his family and they might be like Mm -hmm. what you had an affair with somebody years ago but Mm -hmm. that was before like i i felt so concerned about everybody else but myself
0: Mm -hmm.
1: now that it's like years later after uh my identity crisis (laughs) um i just have been feeling going on by the way you know what that that's this is still going on. Yes, <laughs> this yeah, is not finished. It's, it's not complete. You're not,
0: you're but got one name on Facebook and another one on on your license.
1: <laughs> here. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> no, I I just feel like I'm in a place where, you know what? It's my right to know because. Mm -hmm. that's his consequence that's her consequence that's their consequence they shouldn't have done it if they didn't want to be found i don't know that's just kind of where I Mm -hmm. was at at the at the moment that i was like posting about you know wanting to find my birth father i was on the fence and and then i realized you know what (laughs) i don't know if i should care as much about their feelings as I showed about my own because like at the end of the day, I can only help myself. I can only Mm -hmm. work through my own issues. I can't figure out everybody else's life. And so I was like, what do I want and Mm -hmm. will it kill somebody? (laughs) No. So, okay. (laughs) You know? um, So yeah, I just, I explained all of that to her and I was like, I'm sorry that, you jump to conclusions based on somebody sharing what they thought as well (laughs) about the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm glad that she came directly to me instead of like festering with it because my mom's very direct. Um, (laughs) She's not afraid of confrontation and I appreciate that a lot. So um, we're good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I have not reached out to my biological family my biological father's side yet so that's kind of an ongoing story and I'll yeah. share about it ooh, probably years from now <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it might I be love that there. you said that the
0: bar was you know is anyone gonna die <laughs> 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 that's that's the bar okay.
1: well, I mean I feel like other totally adults
0: somebody dies
1: Depression anxiety
0: family drama all of that
1: who cares <laughs> I feel like I was talking to a friend and um just yesterday and we were just talking about life in general and you know she went through some trauma she's a she's not adopted but sh- her family foster adopts um so she's still part of the community so it's really cool that we Have different perspectives because she's a a biological sibling with adopted Mm -hmm. siblings and fostered siblings. Um, so yeah, anyways, we were just talking about her realizing, um, I'm having a brain fart in the middle. (laughs) Where was I going with that? (laughs) Um, you said something that triggered in my mind. What did you say earlier? <laughs> yes you triggered I thought that I had them. <laughs> oh great it was going to be great now I can't remember
0: <laughs> you should write it down
1: well we're in the moment <laughs> we're talking in the moment <laughs> I'm sorry I don't have
0: I keep paper, a of paper. Oh,
1: you're right I have paper and
0: I'm, I'm uh, a sensible person
1: are you suggesting I'm not sensible? That is so rude. Look at that. I well, got a you don't care if,
0: Unless people die, so.
1: No, that was. Oh, that that's what it was. I-, I triggered myself. I triggered myself. <laughs> it was something I said. <laughs> um, yeah, high stakes. So she was just explaining how, like, now that she's in her healing era of mm-hmm. her life, um, she realized that, you know, before everything was such high stakes, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, every little decision she made was high stakes because of the trauma that she went through. And I was like, huh. I feel like that was how I felt because my identity was so, so much like, oh, my mom adopted me and she's my savior. (laughs) Not to like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not using that facetiously like I literally thought that way. And a lot mm-hmm. of people outside of the adoption community kind of see things that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I, it wasn't such high stakes. My identity was just so ingrained in the person that raised me and I wanted to make sure she knew I loved her and was grateful, but that's not all that I am, you know, like, mm-hmm. So that's where I was going with that, <laughs> and that's why I feel like now I'm in a, a much better place to have informed relationships with possibly biological family, um, mm-hmm. or otherwise at least I get to learn about them, even if I don't, you know, develop a relationship with them. Um, I am close with my biological mother's side, but you know I'm not expecting that with my father's side because. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, I don't even yeah
0: <laughs> I don't yeah. know it's, it's such it's a com- it's such a complex thing though you know there's it is all of the it's not just pieces. me,
1: yes, exactly, it's like it's not just up to me, it's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's up to them, like I don't know how they feel or anything, so
0: yeah, like you know interesting. You, each person you know feels the right to know you know their history, their connections, their, their rootedness, who are they? who, who is my family, you know, who, who are, where does my biology come from? Um, who gave me my nose and my eye color and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you have this, yeah. this ingrained right to know that, right. Um, yeah. the, the flip side of that though, is respecting the boundaries that everyone else, you know, puts around them. And as far as the proximity to that, you know, I, I always, you know, there are a couple of, of people that I follow on social media who are adoptees that were able to reach out to adopt or to biological family and did not, you know, have a positive interaction. It was, um, you know, they were um, basically, you know, they weren't accepted the way that that these people wanted to be accepted, you know, and that's always sad. That just, you know, brings up a whole lot of other things that go on as far as the, you know, rejection and abandonment and all of those feelings that are so ingrained in so many people who are adopted and so many people who have um, been in the foster system or people who have um, grown up in single parent households. And, you know, there's just, there's all these layers to it. And, um, and all of those moving pieces of it, am I going to be accepted? Is this going to be a good thing? Am I going to be rejected again? Is this going to be another area of abandonment for me? You know, is, is it going to, you know, decrease my frustration and my identity crisis or is it going to make it, you know, exaggerated? Is it going to make it worse? Um, so there's, it's so complex, you know, all of those different pieces and,
1: Yeah, you know we we have to
0: think about all of that. You know, when someone goes, I'm walking through that with my kids, trying to help them to safely and in a healthy way, and an emotionally protective way, know their biological side and get to know, you know, where they came from and finding who are the people that we can contact and who are the people we can talk to and who is not going to, you know, exacerbate my kids' already issues with. Um, abandonment and and stuff. So, um, and what and and going along with them for the ride, which is hard as a parent because I love them, you know, as if they, you know, came out of my skin, <laughs> you know, like they're, uh, you know, an extension of myself because I love them so much. Um, yeah. But because I love them, I'm willing to to be uncomfortable and to hurt and to walk with them because I want what's best for them. Um, yeah. And having those two things for anybody that's, you know, wanting to do what you're doing, you know, and searching for bio family is to recognize the complexity of it and the moving pieces of it. Um, but then to have adequate support around you, um, for when there's icky days and sucky moments.
1: Yep. (laughs) basically everything you just said it is there are a lot of moving parts when it comes to you know telling my story it's not just my story it's my birth mother's it's my birth father's um and i i am very careful what i say online because i am friends with my family on social media like not just my adoptive Mm -hmm. all of my adoptive family but all of my um biological mother's family um so yeah it's also interesting to see other people's responses because like when I first talked about reaching out to my birth mother one of my brothers that I grew up with uh he did not like that at all Mm -hmm. like um I think he and I both idolized my mom because he was just like how could you do this to mom Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like she's all you need you don't they're nothing they're strangers to you and I'm just like whoa whoa whoa, dude like <laughs> mm-hmm. I I get what you're saying because like it's different for him he was fostered by my mom and mm-hmm. he doesn't really claim much of his biological family even though you know they're s- still present And <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. strange to see it unfold like that but Again, we're—it's such a different perspective, and this is a different brother than from the one I was talking about before. Um, He—he mm-hmm. he like moved in with us when he was nine. I don't even think I was born yet, and you probably were there, honestly, because you were there a lot. <laughs> I see you in some early? of our family. No, I know. I see you in a lot of our family photos. <laughs> so yeah. you probably knew my brother better than me. <laughs> You're closer in age. <laughs> um, or at least your your memories were forming before mine were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was born so yeah. long after.
0: <laughs> All those summers at grandmother and grandfather's house.
1: <laughs> You're right there. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. You're because... Um my uncle your mom is the first person my uncle met. <laughs> that's right because that's how uh he met his wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um <laughs> That is just so yeah. funny. That, anyways. Um But yeah, it is it's interesting to see other people's responses to my story and like what? <laughs> um yeah. That's fine. It's it's just interesting.
0: All right. Well, I think that in our next episode, we should pick up with some of those thoughts um, on you barely mentioned it, but you made fun of me earlier about white saviorism. Um, Wait, did I mention
1: (laughs) it? And I don't think I mentioned it after you hit record.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just now you said something about how you looked at your mom, like your savior, um,
1: yeah but I, I didn't call of, you I kind a kind white a savior I, know, I took a leap because
0: yeah. well, she's not white
1: <laughs> she is and so are you y'all are both white saviors <laughs> well
0: she, she's a lot darker than me I can't tan um, she
1: does tan I, it is funny <laughs>
0: we'll talk about pasty saviorism um, so <laughs> yeah. anyway this is um, us chatting and talking including Anyone who wants to listen. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if you want to be a part I, of
1: our podcast, <laughs> just message yeah. us.
0: <laughs> yeah, message us. We we like to please. To, to, we chat. like Sometimes perspective. We, get away
1: we do get and, carried away, but that's what's great. Or we forget what we're
0: talking about. <laughs> uh, but but we're pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> I'm face right now. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> He's at the All higher, right. the older end of the millennials. <laughs> and I'm at the yeah. younger end.
0: <laughs> Are you calling me old again? I just found these cool audio things on here. I think that's neat. You they like think it's cool too. It's
1: <laughs> Okay. Thanks for listening. Right, well, we hope you enjoyed will-
0: this. Conversation. Yes. <laughs> check back in with us <laughs> next time we record maybe a week maybe a one month maybe you'll see <laughs> us in five years but listen to <laughs> us <laughs> next time we record
1: <laughs> <Exactly>.
0: <laughs> bye